my name is Michael McMaster, and this is my podcast called An Open Mind. So, I'm going to try to explain something today that's um, very difficult, very spooky, I might add. But if you can master this, um, you'll be amazed at what happens. You see, so I'm going to sort of explain things from a science point of view and from a practical application point of view and what happens. All right. So so let me explain this first before I say anything. Now, science believes something is true if they can measure it. So what's that? Well, I don't know. Um, air pressure. You can't see air, but you can measure air pressure, right? So there are different things like that. So everything already exists, right? And so when they measure something, they say, oh, this is real. But it already existed before they could measure it. But they mightn't believe it's true. Oh, but because we can measure it, it's true. Okay. Can you measure gravity? Did you know gravity was there before you could measure anything? No. Right? But gravity was there. So it's true. The same with air. The same with a lot of things. A lot of things that we can't see. Our eyes don't know everything. We see such a small spectrum of what actually exists. There are animals that see much, much more than what we do. Right? So first of all, I want to say that. Now, science doesn't really believe in spirituality because they can't measure it. Can you measure my spirit? No. Can we measure yours? No. But we know something's there because we're doing something, right? It's not like we're lying on the ground dead, right? So it doesn't like to put anything spiritual or anything to do with anything because they can't quantify it. But everything is spiritual. Everything that they try to understand is spiritual in its nature. Why? Because it was created by the universal God. There is nothing outside of that. Everything was created within the mind of God. So everything is spiritual. You measure a rock, it is. You measure how much sugar to put in your coffee, it is. Everything is. Because it all comes from the same source. No other place, right? Not some alien out there that's injecting something into something, right? It's all from the same place, right? So I want to say that first of all. Now, so just follow me on this. If you can follow me on this, if I can follow myself on this, um, you will have learned something extremely enlightening that you can use, right? Now, Einstein had this saying called um, something like spooky things at a distance, right? Spooky things at a distance, right? That doesn't mean that outside of your window, there are ghosts and goblins at a distance, right? Even though I might have had some experience with that, but that doesn't mean that, okay? Just so you know. But he understood something. And in some ways, they've been able to quantify this um, to say that it's real. But the implications are profound. Now, so I'm going to start off like this. I don't think this will be a very long podcast today. No. <laughs> so I'm going to start off like this to explain something. 
particles. You know what a particle is. A particle is, you know, part of what you are. All right. It could be part of an atom, right? Particles. So what they've been able to find, right, is that, and let me say this first. We have the appearance that everything is separate. Okay, so I'm standing here and the microphone is six inches in front of me, but it looks like it's separate from me to my vision, right? So the computer screen here looks like it's separate from me. So everything that you look at in your world looks like it's separate from you because there's a distance between you and it. You know, you look out the window of the tree, there's a distance between you and it. So it looks like it's separate. That's how your brain interprets it. But that's just at the visual level. That does not mean that at another level it's all connected. So there's a saying in science called entanglement. Now, what is entanglement? Entang <laughs> entanglement on the visual level is my iPod earpods. The cord gets all tangled up all together. That's like what entanglement is, right? Something gets entangled with something else. Right. So let's say on the particle level, there are two little particles. Imagine them like two little peas, right, that, that touch each other. And so you could say that that's entanglement, right? So just stay with me on this, believe me. That's in, if you don't understand this, don't worry. You'll understand what I'm talking about a bit later. <coughs> so that is entanglement, right? Touching, you know, part of, you know, like, you know, when you hug somebody, you're entangled with them. Do you see what I mean? You probably get it, right? So that's entanglement. So now imagine this, All right? So keep that in your head. <laughs> imagine you had two chairs and you put them next to each other. And so like they're, they're touching, right? And so say the two chairs are red in color. So they're both red. You know, they have red cushions or I don't know, the frame's red, something's red, right? So then you pick up one chair and you move it across the room. Uh, you're next to the window, whatever, right? Or next to your dog or something, I don't know. So you, you do that, right? So then you decide that you're going to paint the chair that's next to you, but not the one that's across the room. So you go and get some blue paint. Why do I say blue? Because the light in my microphone's blue. It's the only color I can think of. Right? So you get some blue paint and you start painting the chair. And all of a sudden you realize that you're painting the chair and exactly the place you're painting the chair, on the chair, the chair across the room is changing color to blue as well. So you're painting this one chair here, like the arm of the chair, and you look over and you go, oh my God, the, the, the arm of the chair over there is turning blue, but I'm not touching it. Understand that? Now, why is Michael talking about this? So, that is spooky stuff at a distance. This is what Einstein was talking about. Spooky stuff happening, right? At a distance. So, this is what they have found at the subatomic particle level that if two particles like the peas, two peas are touching each other, entangled, and they take one and put it across the room or even across the universe, and they do something to the pea that's right in front of them, 
the exact same thing at exact same moment happens to the other P, even though you're not doing anything to it, right? That spooky stuff at a distance, right? You go, oh my God, how does this happen? It defies all logic. But we don't have the logic to understand it. So then you have to ask the question, well, somehow these two things are connected. Well, how are they connected? By a string? No. Wi-Fi? Hardly. Or anything else. But somehow they're connected. Because the one across the room knows what's happening to this one. The same with the chair. The chair across the room knows what's happening to this one. How? They're connected on a level that we don't see. So whatever we do here happens over there. And you go, oh my God. This is what they mean when they talk about everything being connected, right? To our, the best of our understanding. And we understand nothing, right? Science understands nothing. Michael understands even less. <laughs> well, maybe a bit more. Who knows? So this is how this happened. And I could give you a phenomenal example, but um, I think it might be a little over the top where I want to go. So maybe we'll save that for another day. So why is Michael talking about this? Now, everything is connected. Now, let's say you have a friend and you feel somewhat of an affinity with this friend. And People have had this happen. And your friend moves away somewhere. I don't know. Siberia. The Arctic. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Any place. I don't know. And one day, all of a sudden, you think of them. And in the next minute, they call you on the phone. And you go, how did that happen? I just thought of this person and they called me. Like in the next second or minute, spooky stuff at a distance, right? All of us have had this happen. And you go, hmm, I didn't read this in any book at school. <laughs> and you won't, trust me. <laughs> so you go, hmm. So what are the implications of this? We are all connected. Imagine it like a spider web. Or with a little web joins, you know. That's how we are. We're like in this huge spider web. And we're all connected. But here's the interesting thing. This is the thing I'm trying to get to anyway. Here's the interesting thing. Imagine that your friend who lives, I don't know, wherever they live, somewhere, that they're connected through the spider web, you know, one of the little things, you know, to you. And so that when you have a purposeful thought about them, that thought travels on the spider web and reaches them. Because this is what happens. Do you see? So, but there has to be some intensity in the, in the thought, like emotion, intensity of emotion in the thought. 
So why am I saying this? You can do wonders with this. I used to teach people um, who had problems with, say, I've, I mentioned this a long time ago, I think, um, say, their boss at work. They didn't get along with them or, you know, they treated them badly. The boss treated you badly or whatever, right? And so I, I tell these people, I'd say, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to just picture the person in your mind, right, whoever they are, and send them, you know, good thoughts, good feelings towards them, right? Because what was happening is that you had horrible thoughts towards this person. This person's picking them up. And guess what? They're acting that back to you. So you go, oh, yeah, but they treat me terribly. Yes, but the thoughts you have are like going on the spider web, right? And they and that person subconsciously picks that up and acts that out back to you. Yes, I know this is strange stuff, but it's true, right? Because I'm going to prove it to you. Well, you're going to prove it to yourself, actually. So this is what happens. So I teach them to send completely different energy to the person. And they would notice that the relationship would change, that the relationship would get better. For no reason, because all the circ all, all the circumstances are still the same. You know, they're in the same office, the same people around. You know, um, you know, your boss has coffee stains on his shirt still, and you know, and uh, lipstick on the side of his face. Who knows where he was last night, <laughs> right? So you know, every everything is still the same, right? But that's the difference. This is how we're all connected. I send healing to people, and they can't figure this out. But I'm just telling you now even though I don't want to tell you, but I am. <laughs> I send healing to people that way because I understand the connectivity and they feel it. And there's nothing spooky, strange about it. It's just we've never been taught to do this because we don't have, I don't know, the philosophy in front of us, so to speak. It's considered to be too far out there. Well, too far out there is normal for a lot of people, especially for me. Too far out there. So I would send healing. And I would ask these people, do you feel this? Yes. Does it help? Yes. Anybody can do this. There's nothing special about me doing it or anything else. This is how it's set up on the spiritual level, not the stupid human level. You know, we're still think like, I don't know, Neanderthals would stop. On the spiritual level, we have that power. That's not the power in the brain, our stupid little brains, you know. That is the power of your spirit. That's how unlimited it is in anything. So, if you have somebody, this is why I'm saying this, right? If you have somebody in your life that is not doing well, wherever they are, next door, I don't know, Alaska, who knows, whatever, I don't know, on a spacecraft to Mars or something, who knows, you can do this. You can picture them in your mind and create a feeling of wellness or love. That travels to them and that has an effect on them that they feel. They have proven this with people in hospitals. They have somebody, you know, in a hospital bed. And they'll have a group of people. And this is, you know, mainstream hospitals, right? And they would have people like praying or sending them energy. And they notice that the person's blood pressure, blah, blah, 
blood pressure normalizes and all like this, this works. So if you want to help heal somebody in your life, whether it's physically, emotionally, or mentally, you have the power to do it. There's nothing mystical about it. It's just when you bring, you know, organized religion in it who doesn't want you to have that power because then they have no power kind of thing. Even though I'm not against organized religion, it's good for some people and not for people like me. So this is what you can do. You can help heal somebody that you care about or love or whatever like that. You can do it to people that you don't even know. You might see somebody... Um, when I used, you know, I used to travel on a train and that, and I would see people who I could tell, you know, were sort of emotionally distressed. You know, you can see it in their face, and I'd send them love or healing, and I'd sit there and I'd watch, and you could see their facial expression changing. I had no idea what was going on, at all. So this is something that you can use. All right, it's spooky stuff at a distance. <laughs> So I'm going to say this, but don't go doing this like to some extreme, please, like some of you will probably try to do. But you can send thoughts to people. Um, you know, <laughs> let me give myself away here. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, geez, I'd really like, um, and this happens, believe me, I'd really like some kind of ice cream tonight. And lo and behold, one of my neighbors turns up with it. <laughs> so you can send thoughts to people. We're all connected, you know, like, it's like talking. It's nonverbal communication. Okay, that's the best way to say it. Why in the hell didn't I say that in the beginning? Nonverbal communication is what it is. And so you can do that. Animals pick it up on us. You know, animals know, you know, some of them, when we are ill, and it will come and sit next to us, you know, and um, make us feel better. Nonverbal communication, you know. So, so that's what I wanted to talk about. That you have the ability to do this. It already exists in science, you know. We are the same as everything else out there, whatever it is. We are made up of all these little particles, you know, whatever it is. And so... That is the ability that we have. So if you want to heal a relationship in your life and you want it to get better, practice this. Say it's your husband or your boyfriend or, you know, the neighbor next door wants to kill you for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. Um, just practice this. And, you know, don't do it for like five minutes and go, oh, Michael, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. No, do it for like 30 days and do it for just like two or three minutes a day. Maybe, I don't know, five times, two or three minutes a day. This is the most powerful thing that you can do, right, to heal anything in your life. I mean, it works in situations as well. You realize that situations are entities. They're not some random thing out there, you know, I don't know. They are entities in themselves. You know, uh, it would take me a little bit more to explain that, and you're probably thinking, what the hell is he talking about now? Like, no, situations are entities. They're, they're like a thing in your life. And I've said this to you before, anyway. If you want to heal a situation, remember, the situation is connected in the web as well. Everything is, you know. So if you want to heal a situation in your life, do the same thing. 
And I've said this before. I said, if you send love out, whoa, you know, out there like surfing, whoa, right? It'll heal all the situations in your life. You go, how, how, how do you send love out? Oh, good question. Imagine it as a feeling and imagine that feeling going around. And so you put it around the situation in your life, you know, so whatever it may be. So if you can imagine a situation as like some entity that is <laughs> yeah, not alien, but some entity that's in front of you, you can see it and you can send love to it. It'll heal it. You have been given that power by our divine creator to create or heal anything in your life. You are not meant to suffer. Do you understand that? That wasn't in the contract. <laughs> so if you were to like stray off and create some situation for yourself where you're suffering, you were given the power to correct it, to heal it. You are a divine entity. I keep saying that. And you are meant to live a life of joy, happiness, fulfillment. This is your nature. This is what you are supposed to live in. So, but if you do stray off into the land over here or the barrenness or whatever, um, you are given the power to correct it. And that's what this is. This is what I'm teaching you today. The power to correct anything in your life to do with a person, to do with a situation. This is what you have. You see? Do I use it? Yes. Do I stray off into a ditch? Ah, oh, yes, trust me. <laughs> and I'm getting better at it. <laughs> so this is what you have. All right. And people don't like this saying, but it doesn't matter because it's true. Everything is energy. Science understands that everything is energy. You know, the little molecules, subatomic particles, you know, quarks that exist, exist within inside of us. They're all packets of energy. Everything that you look at, like a table, you know, um, I don't know, anything is, is energy that looks like it's solid, but it's not really solid. It, um, it has the appearance of that, but it's not really, you see. So anyway, let me see how much time I have. Oh, I'm nearly out. So that's what I wanted to teach you today, that everything is connected like it's all in a web, and you can send thoughts, energy to anything and change it. Do you see? So... To make your life better, to make the people around you, their life better, in every way. And you can use it to solve problems that you have in your life. You are not meant to have problems. It's bizarre, isn't it? Because it's sort of like <clears throat> problems have sort of become our way of being. We sort of accept them as being normal. But to be honest with you, they're not. We can have challenges, you know, that sort of make us grow or make us do something better. That's a different thing. You know, problems, no. So take this information, use it, you know, apply it to your life, and you'll see results for sure. Okay, so that's my podcast for today, whatever today is. And um, so I shall be back again probably next week, maybe. Who knows? All right, take care.